Hello and welcome to Oh What A Time. It's 2024. A whole new year of Oh What A Time is upon us and there's a bit of a change. This podcast is still free for you, but what you're about to get now is part one of this episode on calendars. And tomorrow we'll follow part two on calendars. And if you want to get everything right now, uninterrupted, in one complete bit, with no ads, you can become an Oh What A Time full-timer simply by going to ohwhatatime.com. Does that make sense? Have I explained it well, guys? It's, it does make sense. You know what, though? I don't mind part one and part two. Because do you know what it reminds me of? Milk tray. The twinned tear <laughs> chocolate experience. Yes. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I, lo- I like chocolates. So I'll finish them. Oh, it's fine. There's another tier of chocolates underneath. That's fine. That's great. But what's this? I could spend a little bit extra month to get milk tray in all one big convenient box. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, well, maybe I will do that, actually. Yeah. Well, I get extra milk tree. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll do that. that. I'll become a full-time. That does suggest that our part one and part two are exactly the same. If we're taking the, the milk tray <laughs> that you'll get through part one, you'll then load up part two tomorrow and go, oh, no, it's, it's the same as yesterday. <laughs> sorry, but it yeah, was sorry, interesting, so let's, let's go in again. <laughs> sorry, bad analogy. It's a milk tray with different chocolates <laughs> that are just as good. And there's more chocolates in the second tray. If you want to become an yeah. what a time full timer, but by then it's all in one big tray. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was there a point in the um, design process of the milk tray box where the box was initially unworkably huge, <laughs> and then for maybe like three years, and it would take up a third of a shelf in Tesco, people could barely get it through the front door, and then someone raised their hand in a, me- a meeting at is it Cadbury's and go, I've I've got it, guys, double layer. <laughs> Do you, do you think the guy who raised his hand was the milk tray man who couldn't fit the tray of it through a window? The first advert, which no one remembers, the milk tray man, he's broken into this beautiful lady's house and he's going to leave a box of milk tray on her bed, yeah. but he can't get the milk tray in through the Velux window because the box is too big. So it became a kind of Mr Bean sort of blunder guy. And then they were like, no one's buying these chocolates. Let's make it a more workable box, a more workable podcast. Yeah. If we if we're going to follow on with this uh, analogy, and then everyone is happy. They for a very brief period did do a uh, very thin, very tall eight level box. Remember that? That was really high, like a sort of a speaker for a stereo system. Yeah. <laughs> Look, so yeah, your chocolate milk tray box. We need to start this episode anyway. We do. This is part one. Part two will be out tomorrow, but you can get the whole thing right now by becoming an Oh What a Time full timer with a fourth part at OhWhatATime.com. Would you mind also quickly mentioning the other things people get if they become a full-timer? Very, very buzz through them. Extended episodes, ad-free, an extra episode every month, pre-sale access to any live show tickets. I mean, it's loads of good stuff. And 150 chocolates <laughs> sent to your house on the first of every month. Personally, by Tom. And that's Tom. in perpetuity. That's forever. Tom will break in your house and deliver chocolates. <laughs> All right, exactly. let's begin the episode. Hello and welcome to Oh What A Time, the history pod, where we try to work out if the past was as terrible as it seems. I'm Tom Crane. And I'm Ellis James. I'm Chris Skull. Each week we're dealing with a new historical subject and this week we're talking about 
Calendars. Coming up on this show, how calendars have evolved over time. The Mayan calendar, calendar changes following the French Revolution, and our subscribers, the Oh What a Time full-timers, you get the fourth part, which is why the UK government stole 11 days from the calendar in Ooh. 1750. If you want to know the answer to that, become an Oh What a Time full-timer. Wow. Do not. Google it. <laughs> yeah. Do not take the shortcut yeah, in life. Because you, you do have that option, but we would prefer you to subscribe. And also, they, they cover it more comprehensively than we do, which is really annoying. So, yeah, so uh, we don't need that. Try to avoid Google for crying out loud. <laughs> Come on, guys. It's so obvious, Google. Um, how are you guys? You well? Yeah, good. Should we explain what the subscriber option is very briefly for people? It's four ninety nine a month. You get uh, an extra episode a month. You get extended episode each time with an extra bit of history at the end of it. You get the episode a week early. You also get first dibs on live tickets when we do live shows. And anything else? I think that might be everything. Oh, there we are. But that's I hope there might be one. Oh, that's or a, undying love and respect. Yeah, oh, yeah. there you go. It's a very good deal for four ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. mere four ninety nine for the price of a coffee and a half for a, one and a half coffees <laughs> yeah. in my local sort of greasy weird, spoon. Weird way of putting it. <laughs> does, that, does that help? Um, I can think of a place where coffee is more expensive than that. Ah, how much? There is a place uh, near the BBC, not endorsed by the BBC, I should yeah. add. Um, where the most expensive cup of coffee is eight quid. Wow! So for the price of half a coffee at that place, a, a, a bit more than half, a, more a, than coffee half a coffee, coffee. <laughs> at that very, very misleadingly expensive, <laughs> unrepresentatively expensive place, you get all of that stuff for free. Yeah. Do you remember growing up? There was always—I can't remember who'd be like Terry Wogan would make jokes about how bad the BBC canteen was in TV. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, I worked there, and I remember the first time I went into the BBC canteen, and they were serving. Burgers. Remember, like steamed burgers you would get in school yeah. with two halves of a dry bun. That yeah. was all that was there. And just to, to build this scene out even further, the kooks were the only people and me in the <laughs> canteen. What do you mean? The people, what do you mean the, the chefs? The, the, <laughs> or, the, or the band? <laughs> the band. Okay. And they all went for just the steamed burger, no bun. The uh. canteen in 1984, Winston Church. Um, George Orwell based that on the BBC country. Really? Oh wow. A few a few hundred yards away from MBH, you can you can spend eight quid on a coffee, should you wish. <laughs> there are cheaper there are cheaper options as well. There's like a four pound coffee. What's the most you've ever spent on a coffee? I once read a review of a coffee uh in it was in the guardian it was a grace dent review of a coffee yeah uh, at a coffee shop in king's cross which is about an hour from where i live on the bike and the coffee was 16 quid and it got its own review and the review was glowing what and i had nothing <laughs> I to do <laughs> and i cycled to king's cross i thought i've got i've got to try this was it like one of those sort of fish bowls people drink in ibiza where you get three straws and you share it with friends like how how is it 16 no, no. quid uh because it was some extremely rare bean okay right, that okay. had been prepared in a very very was it nice? rare way I, I got on the bike i cycled up to king's cross i parked the bike I found the place. I walked in. I said, I'll have a cup of the 60 pound coffee, please. And they said, We've sold out. So I cycled home. Life. Oh, God. I'm desperate to know what this coffee's like. Yeah. Is it any good? If you Google Grace Dent Guardian 16 pound coffee, the review will come up. It's probably it's years ago now. It was probably five or six years yeah. ago. It's probably more than that now. But I remember. Quid. 
the sh- the the shop isn't there and the cafe isn't there anymore. Yeah, I, I, I can see why. <laughs> <As> you <can laughs> imagine, you're just off the street. Because it's not a sustainable business model. <laughs> they, they went first. Yeah. So uh, today's episode, um, we're talking about calendars. One thing we need to do before we get into that, though, is look at correspondence. Should we do that? Yes. Let's see what's been sent to us this week by you, our wonderful listeners. Hello, chaps, says Ben. I'm not sure if this counts as a correction for Tom. This email, by the way, <gasps> is such a slam. It's, it's, there's so many slams in it. I'm not sure if this counts as a correction for Tom, but his obsession with kissing people in the past. <laughs> Let's get into that. It's not an obsession. <laughs> Okay. Why are you so obsessed? <laughs> That's the, there seems to be this idea that I'm desperate for a time machine to actually be invented so I can go back and snog the head of medieval Britain. I'm going to get off with Joan of Arc, <laughs> Elizabeth I. All my modern techniques. <laughs> Turn up with Joan of Arc with a spin the bottle going, so what it is, we'll spin it, and if it lands on you and me, oh, we'll have the, the steak. <laughs> Introduce French kissing to France. That's yeah, what I'm yeah, yeah. You're going to love this, guys. This is your thing. Um, so my concern was that if you went back that far people weren't brushing their teeth and you're dealing with a lot of sort of wonky rotting furry mouths and furry mouths and old bits of sort of stew stuck between i just my stew. i just worry it's going to be a bit yeah, unpleasant yeah. anyway he said tom's obsession with obsession with kissing people in the past and potentially even ellis's cats may have an underlying mistaken belief of dental hygiene Okay. There are many examples of people in the past taking good care of their dental hygiene with toothbrushes, pastes, and mouthwashes. But more importantly, the scarcity of sugar and even its initial high cost meant that many skulls now show significantly less dental decay than people since the 20th century. Unlike now his second slam, unlike Chris, I did take the time to fact check my own memories. <laughs> <laughs> ben really going for us here. An absolute kicking. I Everyone's like getting that. it in the nads. <laughs> I like that. I, I like the fact he's decided to hammer us. Yeah. Why not? Unlike Chris, I did take the time to fact check my own memories from a school trip and ended up looking at loads of ancient skulls and skeleton pictures. If you haven't got it planned, I would love to hear your take on some of the mad stuff they used to do with skeletons and bones used for decorations and the why. I had planned to send the whole email in Latin or even Old English, but then decided I would save us all the bother. Regards. Ben. So there you go. Thank so no, you, ben. so people in the past, their not much teeth... sugar. They couldn't didn't yeah, have access to yeah. sugar. So their teeth, were, teeth were actually they were much better. Although they were never cleaning them. I get. Well, no, actually, I, I retract that. <laughs> <laughs> what does this mean for my snogging? What does yeah, it mean? Yeah. I like to kiss. Yeah. <laughs> I would, I'm a very sexual being, regardless <laughs> of the century. I'd go back with cling film, a roll of cling film, so that if I did ever need to kiss someone in the medieval Britain, I could put a little a little barrier between us so we could still enjoy the pressure, but none of the flavour. Oh, God, that is the most disgusting thing that's ever been said on this podcast. <laughs> All the pressure, but none of the flavour. Oh, kissing cling film. That's Tom, my advert. Kissing cling film. The Tom Green kissing technique. Yeah. You're into it for the pressure, not the taste. Uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a product. There's a product we can sell on this show. Kissing cling film. I've got a question for the audience. Is there anyone from history you'd like to go back and try and snog? Interesting. Who yeah. would yours be? Cleopatra's the obvious one, isn't it? Famous beauty. Marilyn nice. Monroe. Nice. Yeah, Marilyn Monroe. I'd say my wife on our wedding day. Oh, pathetic. So there you go. <laughs> hope, you, hope you guys are happy. <laughs> well, if you want to try and snog someone from history, maybe even, even including Tom's wife. Yeah, it's yeah. a great question. Yeah, yeah. If you go back and snog anyone, yeah. one day time, one day I, snog machine, I will, who are you doing? <laughs> one day snog machine. How are you going to do it? I tell you one thing, I will never forget on Tom's wedding day the way he kissed Claire through that cling film. <laughs> 
for the February. <laughs> it was horrible. I said, keep the veil down. That's what I said. Keep the veil down. We'll kiss through the veil. <laughs> you can enjoy all of the pressure. <laughs> but none of the <laughs> You could take toothpaste back with you and a toothbrush, by the way, in the one-day time machine. You have in your pocket should that should that sort of moment occur. You know, would you well, mind quickly just having to go on this? Yeah, well, I mean, you've done your bit. Yeah. But you're introducing... Although, how's a medieval person going to react to the taste of Colgate? It's going to blow, blow their mind, mind, isn't it? Like a, what yeah. the hell is this? The maddest thing you could go back in time with is the mint tea tree oil thing. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. that would just be like you're burning. You're like... well, with, with kids, I don't remember this from when I was young, but my children have gone through the various kinds of stages of toothpaste, you know, naught to two, three <laughs> to five, and then big kids, which yeah, is like yeah. sort of six to eight. My daughter's recently progressed from big kids to sort of normal Colgate. The first she made for the first week. Oh, oh God. Yeah. Oh, it's so strong. Oh, God. Is it, is it spicy? It burns. Oh. So, yeah, if you were given a medieval person a bit of Aquafresh before you, before you introduce them to snogging. I would, I would very much be going back with a uniformed colour toothpaste. I would not be bringing Aquafresh. Yeah. I have to sing a song when I clean my kids' teeth. They still make me do it. Oh, yeah. Keep what? your teeth clean. It's a Mrs. Tumble one. Make them shine and gleam. You gotta brush them twice every day. So it's that. I sing the whole thing. Two, two Please minutes. Please make it rhyme, Mr. Tumble. Come on. Yeah, you know he's living in a big house. Um, I it, uh, to try and introduce a bit of levity. I have in the past said, "Why don't we enter the clean teeth zone?" Oh, nice. <laughs> but usually, especially on the school run, I'm quite grumpy. Do it. Do it <laughs> now. Do it now. Enough's enough. <laughs> There you go. So um, who would you snog in the past? You can email us. Um, also, get in contact about, you know, any one-day time machine plans, any famous uh, relatives you have in the past, any other things we want people to send in uh, messages what about. What would Cleopatra say if you get it off with her? Yeah, how are you so get off with Cleopatra? What do you do then? I'm a podcaster from Essex. <laughs> <laughs> Fancy a bit. All right, you horrible lot. Here's how you can stay in touch with the show. You can email us at hello at ohwhatatime.com and you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ohwhatatimepod. Now, clear off. So, on today's show, we are discussing the evolution of the calendar. I will be chatting about uh, calendar changes in revolutionary France. I'm going to be talking about the incredibly complicated Mayan calendar and why people freaked out in 2012. I'll be talking about the evolution of calendars, how we've ended up with 12 months, all the days, the days of the week, all that good stuff. And in a fourth part for subscribers, I'll be telling you about why the UK government stole 11 days in 1750. If you want to get that extra part, plus an extra part every week, episodes a week early, extended, ad-free, a bonus episode every month, become an Oh What A Time full-timer. You can sign up at ohwhatatime.com. And don't forget, you can go on anotherslice.com, you can go on the Apple Podcast app, and you can sign up via Spotify. But once again, all the links are at ohwhatatime.com. Right, let's talk about the evolution of our calendars. Do you ever worry? Do you ever think about this? There has been an evolution in my calendar. <laughs> Do you have a joint calendar? Because with Izzy? we know with Izzy we have a joint calendar, yeah, yeah, an it's... electronic calendar, and it's very common, I think, to criticise technological advances and say, actually, when you think about it, we were happier people when we all had blah blah blah, and yeah. then you name the old thing. The electronic calendar is so much better, and it has changed my life. Yes, 
Because yeah. you can't lose it. No. The number one argument I have with my wife is, well, it's not in the joint calendar. Yes. That's where that's where I go wrong as a husband, forgetting to put things in. Uh, I often don't check. I've got... I've got or not I, checking. I, yeah. yeah. I find it easier to look at my Apple calendar than the Google calendar. <laughs> but Izzy's stuff is only in the Google calendar. So occasionally I look at mine, see what I'm doing, and I think, well, I'm free, and then realise that actually there was a big thing that I'd forgotten about. <laughs> um, there was, uh, not to name names, but there was a comedian about uh, 10 years ago who used to update his website using his iCal for his gigs <laughs> oh, yeah. not realising it was also showing everything that he was doing in his week was appearing on his website and it had all his Including fees he got, for what he got paid for everything um, <laughs> when he was having a haircut dental appointment if he was meeting his mum for breakfast <laughs> it would all be on there <laughs> like door dates and I went on that website every day <laughs> and the, never told him <laughs> the, the other thing is I got I got mugged it's fine. It's got a happy story. It's got a happy end of this story. But but it had my in two thousand nine when I was still had an old paper cal- a diary yep. with all my stuff in. So I got mugged in the dunes, which is before the Edinburgh Festival. So it had everything I'd earned up to that point, and obviously every commitment in my life going oh, up no to way. the end of the year. And they 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 took my bag and my calendar was in there, and then they dumped the bag and I got it back. But until I got the diary back, because it was um, it was just dumped down an alleyway, I thought I can't work out what I've earned. Yep. I can't prove to anyone what I've earned, and I don't know what I'm doing for the rest of my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with a paper calendar. Yeah. It was a, it was an absolute ni- ni- uh, nightmare <laughs> with a paper diary because you were never realistically gonna gonna um, back up a paper diary. Yeah. <laughs> Writing everything in twice. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 It was just never gonna happen. <laughs> there was a. A comedy agency, lovely people actually. It doesn't matter. I mention their name; it's fine. Off the curb, who uh, yeah. look after lots of uh, really great. Some of the best acts in Britain, absolutely, and they're very, very nice people. Very good friends now. Um, when I first started doing paid gigs as a stand-up, they liked my stuff, which was nice, and I rang them up. It was really nerve-wracking when you're starting out as a stand-up, ringing up promoters yes. who put on lots of gigs. It would be such a stressful thing. Oh God, I've got to. I was up very bad. Can I put yeah. a few gigs in, whatever? And they're very nice, and they and um, after Edinburgh, I rung them up and they went, "Yeah, let's put some gig is, gigs in," and they gave me like thirty gigs in one go. <gasps> it was incredible. The big golden thing, phone big, call, yeah, the golden phone call. I wrote down all of the gigs: Bristol, Bradford, London, Bath, whatever. Just Bradford constant, on yeah, exactly, all the bees, all these gigs. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I was so excited Bedminster. about it. I put the phone down at the end. I'd had this phone call I've been scared about for a week I looked at the diary and I hadn't written down any of the dates I'd just written down the names of the venues <laughs> <laughs> so I had to it took oh me about an hour God. to get the confidence to ring back oh and go hi yeah um you know that I, I do need I need all of the dates again <laughs> mortifying oh. I now realize how lovely they are but I was just so oh nervous my about God. it yeah Still yeah. have flashbacks to that. And the <laughs> oh, well, couldn't you no. just ask for the you first? Idiot. <laughs> could you ask for the first date and work out the rest from that? That is terrible. Yeah, painful. Um, well, I mean, we, this just goes to show we need calendars in our yeah. lives, and for humans for centuries, thousands of years, have been trying to figure out a way to mark the passage of time. The earliest calendars were based on the observations of the sun and the moon, and this is interesting because in, mo- in the most basic form of a calendar, the solar cycle. Um, is about a solar year is about 365 days long obviously yeah. we can figure that out the lunar cycle is about a 28 or a 30 day cycle uh, so can I tell you something very briefly about that which is so lame which I realised 
sat on the sofa with Claire this week about the lunar cycle. Okay. I, this is, she was like, how am I married to you? I didn't realise. I thought when you saw a certain amounts of the moon, it was just like, because there was like cloud cover. Oh, <laughs> So that it didn't relate to any time of the month or anything. It was just like, oh, you can just see that bit of the moon now. Because All right. <laughs> All right. I didn't know what I'm, was going on. Incredibly, I'm going to trump that. Yeah. And this is this is Izzy, and she probably doesn't want me to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Yeah. Our daughter, when she was about two, pointed up at the moon. Mm-hmm. It was about two in the afternoon and said, oh, the moon. And Izzy went, oh, it's not the moon because it's the day. <laughs> what? <laughs> what did she think it was? Exactly. <laughs> it's a meteor. Um, and it's heading for us. We've got about a minute left to say we love each other. I said, it is the moon. And she said, it can't be, it's the day. I said, believe me. <laughs> it's the day. What do you think it is? That is the moon. And then her friend went, I'm, I've, I've, got a, I've, I've got to back Alice up on this. <laughs> that, is, that is the moon. That is the moon. And she I've went, got to back him up. And she went, yeah. Yeah. She went, but I can see the sun as well. And like, that will, that like will that They're not mutually exclusive. <laughs> and that friend was Tim Peake as well, wasn't it? That's the absolute the br- that, brass tact of your wife. That that does happen. So, what was her explanation? What did she? What had she, she thought the moon it was? came out at night? <laughs> Got out of bed. So, what was the? Uh, what did she think the moon was? Then? I don't know. That's the fascinating question for I, me. I, is that she, on a regular basis, has seen this massive thing in the sky. Yeah. She doesn't think it's the moon. She's never stopped to ask what it is I, in that case. I don't know. She would have been in her late 30s. Yeah. So she's happily going, I'll just, oh, I'll just, I just won't know what that is then in that case. I, she yeah, just goes about I, it. I, I don't know. It was probably the most <laughs> chilling half an hour of my life. <laughs> Oh, that that is slightly. That's, I think that's yeah, worse. Yeah, incredibly, than my cloud it's cover. worse. Yeah, it is. And yours is bad. Yeah, mine yeah. is bad. But it's you. At least you know it's the moon now. Yeah, oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, I've always known it's the moon. So if you try and figure out the, uh, the <laughs> my dad was a scientist. He's <laughs> <laughs> a really clever bloke. <laughs> really, probably one of the most clever people I've ever met in my life. My daughter asked me a question the other day. Well, probably about a year ago. Like, why can you sometimes see the moon in the day and then other times you can't? And I'm like. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's quite, I should know the answer to that. Just particularly clear day. Is a it clear that? day? Yeah. Like, I don't actually. I don't know. Right. Well, when you get the explanation, if you could let Izzy yeah, know, that'd be great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you do know the answer to that, do email us on hello <laughs> at oh, what the time, because I would genuinely like to know. Yeah. So you can try and figure out the kind of the months by looking at the lunar cycle, which is 28 to 30 days. If you do 12 lunar months, you'll end up with 336 days. Right. If you do 13 lunar months, you'll end up with 364 days. Obviously, a solar year is 365 days long. So calendar designers basically try to follow the months by the moon and then it needs to add up ultimately to the solar year. Yep. That means they're all calendar designers through history have been adding leap days, weeks, months, depending on how far, far apart their calculations were when trying to marry a lunar month to a solar month. Got you. And it got me thinking like, uh, I often say, oh, this time last year, you know, like I was doing this this time last year or this time two years ago, but... When you when you realise we're just adding bits of time on, that actually it's kind of meaningless, isn't it? You, that this little kind of anecdote I've just told you there about how they come up, the calendar designers figured out what a year was and how to do lunar months. It just shows you that time is an arbitrary thing, isn't it? There is no such thing as last year. Right. Yes. It really it paints. Like, Sorry, and I'm I want getting, it to I'm be getting, meaningful. I'm getting flashbacks of being a student, people smoking weed. <laughs> 
didn't buy that. Are you saying time doesn't exist? At the risk of turning this into the end of a party, 5am, <laughs> oh, about 10 years ago. Yeah. I just I'm in the like... kitchen. <laughs> I'm in the kitchen. If I'm going to call a cab. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? What's that? I'm going to call a cab, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what a great See, night. Are you saying time doesn't exist? But it's just arbitrary, isn't it? Like I like the idea of this time of year and this time okay, last year yeah, yeah, and yeah. maybe this time next year. But... It's all just me. It's all a bit meaningless, isn't it? Calendar designers had to think about this yep. stuff and add adding extra bits of time. There is no last year. It's all just. It is obviously invented. Isn't also, it? a big job sorting out the calendars. Once Man. you've done it, what do you do then? <laughs> yeah, because you've done this huge thing. You probably can't retire off it. Yeah, unless you're getting yeah. money off calendar sales, which is very very doubtful. <laughs> so then you're like, you're like, oh, all right, then fine. I'll go into sales. <laughs> <laughs> but. Well, who do you think invented the modern calendar? Who is most credited with having developed the calendar that we all now live by? Uh, Jesus. <laughs> the, the Gregorian <laughs> calendar. Well, the Romans. Yeah. The Romans. The Romans. You've oh, got the Romans to thank. A lot of the ideas around calendars that we now hold are uh, from uh, the Romans. I'm going to give you what I think is the best fact we've ever had on this podcast Brilliant. to this point. Okay. When I read this, it blew my mind. You can see the moon and the sun at the same time <laughs> on a clear day. Right. Subscribe to Oh What A Time. The moon is not made of cheese. Repeat fact not. <laughs> I've always wondered what the... Na- you know the months of the year? They don't really make sense. Like, okay. December, mm. deck is 10 isn't it yeah. like October although it's the 10th month that oct is 8 isn't it and it, I don't I never really understood that July in Welsh is Gorfennaf which means Gorfen it comes from Gorfennaf which means end of summer yeah July yeah well, so I don't know yeah in pl- August it's just Wales isn't it it's you're trying, to, you're trying to undercut his fact with your own fact. <laughs> no, 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 you're no, trying no. to get in there early. That's actually that's actually better than my facts. <laughs> yeah. so take, take you're about back. to hear the second best fact. <laughs> <laughs> so at one point, the Romans used a 10-month calendar. Oh. Right? The, month, the year would begin, the 10-month calendar would begin in March, and it would end in December. That's a good right? fact. In January and February, they're not documenting this time. It doesn't what? appear on their calendars. It's regarded as a kind of unmeasured winter period. Right. So you just get it. Your year begins in March. It ends in December, and then you enter like this wilderness. Yeah, that's time incredible. For two months, right? I'd find that r- really hard to get my head around. I think if that calendar was submitted, I'd say you need to go away and think a bit harder because it does. Sorry, it feels like you've done ninety percent of the work it. and you yeah, can't yeah, quite yeah. work it out. So you've, that's not good. You can't just go unknown time. So you'd end, and also, I think I dread that time every yeah, year. I'd be yeah, like, yeah. we're now entering when the When does unknown. it end? Yeah, exactly. But it is, we kind of have that wilderness now. You know, between well, Christmas the, Day and New yeah. Year's, <laughs> you're just like, and the telly's I not don't know what day of the week it is. <laughs> yeah. like, I've lost the track. What day it is should, it? You're I'm so eating right. a lot of That should be we the calendar. It, it should just be this sort of unmarked time <laughs> from Boxing Day through to about January the 7th. The dead zone. <laughs> dead zone. Just a question mark That was just along the dead zone, wasn't it? January and February was just like that period between Christmas and New Year now. You like, I don't know what this is. That's really that's incredible. Yeah, that's amazing. It is a very good fact. So now, it, now it makes even more sense. Okay. Yeah. So in the first decade AD, uh, the calendar of Varius Flaccus and our historian Daryl's made a bit of a joke here. Perhaps a relative of Biggest Dickus. <laughs> yes. Mm. Yeah. Yep. One for the dads. Uh, he, um, they, we in those calendars in the first uh, decade AD, they have the months as we now know them, and they're figured out. 
how to divide that winter period. They've called it January and February. So, so it's the first decade so AD. So when was that? The first decade AD they've worked out? Yeah, the calendar of various flaccus. Okay. They've, they've gone, this, this unlabeled period, <laughs> let's slap a couple of months in there. Yeah. And then we've got a nice tight calendar. Yeah. So Jan- the new months were January and February. January was named after the month of Janus, the god of doorways and entrances. The beginning. Nice. Like that. February. Oh, that's nice. Oh, that's interesting. The beginning, opening up. Okay. That's, February that's is uh, the month of purification. Dry Most February. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> March, I never really understand. March, the month of month of Mars, the god of war. Yeah. I don't really understand why they've gone for that. April is most likely the month of Aphrodite, the goddess, goddess of love. Yeah. Kissing month. May, the month of May, the it. goddess of growth. Spring, I guess. Oh, yeah. In the Northern Hemisphere. June, the month of Juno, the goddess of marriage. A lot of marriages happen in June. Mm-hmm. July, the month of Julius. Do you know this? July is named after Julius Caesar. Caesar. It was originally Quintilis, the fifth month. Okay. I did not know that. Juli- July, Julius. I'll tell you more about that in a second. August, the month of Augustus. That was originally Sextilis, the sixth month. Right? Ah. And now September, after Septum, that was the seventh month. Yeah. Daniel Oct- Westbrook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, October after Octum, the eighth, eighth month. month. November, Novem, the ninth oh. month. December after Decem, the tenth month. Oh. Very good. September, October, November, seven, eight, nine, ten. Nice. And it's because the Romans didn't oh, bother with really January, February. How good a fact is that? Will that change your life forever, that fact? That is really interesting. So Dec being the final month in that calendar yeah, before the, the unknown period. Yeah. Just... It's that I can't get past the dead zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a two-month, yeah. two-month undocumented, unlabeled bit of time when it's listen, right? Yeah. It's gonna rain a lot, okay? Yeah. <laughs> so just get on with it. Yeah, two months. Cultivate purgatory. your crops. Do whatever it is you need to do, and then I'll see you in March. <laughs> so someone comes to your house or you're going somewhere, and you've got a sign for a package, and they say, "What date is it?" And you go. I don't know. I can't tell you yeah. for two months. You have to come back in two months and then I can give you a date. Do you still need the photo? <laughs> uh, so I mentioned there are a couple of month renamings. July was renamed to uh, in honour of Julius Caesar by Mark Antony following Julius Caesar's assassination in 44 oh. BC. So July was renamed. July used to be Quintilis, renamed it, they renamed it July. August nice was sunny na- month renamed well. after the first Emperor Augustus following a referendum held in Rome in 8 BC. Ah. August, August was formerly called Sextilis, but they renamed the month after a referendum. What a Big legacy referendum. to have. Huge that referendum, you're, you're, that. That, you're, that you're, you have a month named after yeah. you. What that's a that's legacy as big as it that gets, is. Isn't it? That the people, you say a referendum, people have chosen you and that for the rest of time you're ne- if, imagine if it was like January, February, March, April Ellis <laughs> June, July Skull yeah. Monday, Tuesday Wednesday Tom Friday, Saturday Skull yeah but, and then, that's massive yeah it's huge yeah. absolutely so that calendar cycle lasted for a long time basically until the fall of the empire the next biggest change came under Constantine the first Christian emperor emperor who formally installed Sundays as a holiday, and thus in 321 AD created a seven-day week akin to our own. Wow. So prior to that, so you hadn't had an official holiday. Just no, you just, just had, kept you had months, like numbers in the month. But then we said, oh, let's break them into sevens. Yep. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Sunday was the day of rest. I think that's quite, for me, I think I'd struggle to live in a world where my calendar didn't have that 
regular promise of a weekend of a break the idea of that yeah. that being such a simple thing to put in like obviously depends what your life situation is whether you're able to stop working but the hope of a weekend is quite an important <laughs> thing for people isn't yes, it of generally course. that's yeah, you know yeah, it's of course the release and I, I i've had jobs where i have worked at the weekend and i've had a couple of days off in the week yeah and it's not the same no because <laughs> absolutely not no one else is off <laughs> so it means that you're on your own for two days of the week yeah and then you're at work when everyone else is in, enjoying themselves yeah uh, and it's I'm, st- I'm imagining you doing lots of two-person recreations on your own so <laughs> tennis you're hitting the ball over and it doesn't come back and then you look sad just against the fence <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> Sharing so, meal for two, which you can't finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I exactly 50% of it. <laughs> Leaning in for a kiss under the middle. Yeah. middle <laughs> so you're probably wondering how did the days of the week get their name in the UK? Yes, and I was. Actually. Consequently, in, in the rest of the Western world, the English-speaking Western world. So during the Viking Age, from the late 8th to the 11th century, Norse culture had a massive impact in parts of Europe, especially in regions like Scandinavia, the British Isles, and parts of now what is Germany. And North, Norse gods became integrated into the belief systems and languages within these regions. And when Christianity spread through the areas, the mm-hmm. names of the days of the week which were derived from Norse mythology, persisted and were adopted into the Christian calendar. So the days of the week uh, are massively influenced by Norse culture and language. So Sunday, named after the day of the sun. Yep. Um, In many cultures, Sunday is associated with the sun, such as English is Sunday, German Sonntag, Spanish Domingo. Monday is after the moon, one Mm -hmm. frizzy. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Tuesday, after the Norse god... Tyre or two uh, in old English the day was Tuesday named after the Norse god Tyr associated with war and the sky Wednesday the Norse god Odin or Woden Thursday Norse god Thor mm-hmm. Friday Norse goddess Frigg and Saturday named after Saturn mm. there you go so that's how we get the calendars the days of the week there Thor. it is very interesting it's quite I mean doesn't really suit Thursday, does it? Thor? Uh, yeah, Thor like, I feels like that should be side. Friday. Yeah, I, I think. play five aside on Thursday. <laughs> yeah. Thor, was, is Thursday the angriest day of the week? It's Monday, no? No, yeah. probably Tuesday. Oh, yeah. Maybe it is anger, is it? So maybe Monday, yeah, Monday. That's what Monday you want. Monday is the angriest yeah, day of the week. Absolutely. Yeah. That's fascinating. And that uh, dead zone is a great fact. That's really, really interesting. And I'm glad we don't have that anymore because I find that deeply unsettling. <laughs> I generally yeah. would. Yeah. Yes, me too. It. I mean, it's still unsettling me. Yeah. <laughs> What if your birthday's in the dead zone? And you're able to say, uh, they haven't got no, no specific dates then. Well, you're just going... Do you not get a birthday party? <laughs> you're growing uh, up every year, you're s- missed because you're born in the dead zone. Similar sort of vibe to being born on a, uh, on the 29th of February. Sleep, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Having to wait. Your birthday's around here somewhere. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right, that's the end of part one of Calendars. Part two will be out tomorrow. But if you want the whole episode right now, extended and ad-free, you can become an Oh What A Time full-timer. For details, head to owhatatime.com. But we'll see you tomorrow for part two.